0: Welcome back to the Body Care Breakdown Podcast, the place where you get to explore all the weird and wonderful ways that you can care for your bod. I'm your host, Britt Brown LMT, and this is your Body Care Breakdown. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to the Body Care Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Brown LMT, and we have a very special episode for all of you today. As many of you know, January is cervical cancer awareness month. And what many of you do not know is that two years ago, almost to the day, my mom was diagnosed with late-stage cervical cancer. In observance of Cervical Cancer Awareness Month, and with her permission, I'm going to share with you the story of my mom's battle with cervical cancer and about the treatments that saved her life. Like many families out there, I'm sure my family is no stranger to cancer. In fact, both of my mom's parents, my grandparents, had passed from cancer by the time my mom was 12 years old. So you can imagine how terrifying and devastating it was for my mom to hear that she had late-stage cervical cancer. Now I know a lot of you are wondering, how did it advance so far without her noticing something was wrong? And well, the truth is she did. She did notice something was wrong. In fact, my mom had actually been going into urgent care on and off since June of 2019 and had her symptoms repeatedly misdiagnosed as a UTI, urinary tract infection, even after having completed three separate courses of antibiotics with no improvement of her condition and was turned away when she asked for a pelvic exam because the doctors felt it was unnecessary. Now, to be fair, my mom has a colorful history and that sends up rest- red flags, especially when she comes in with complaints of pain. That being said, you know, my mom was still a human being and there were all kinds of tests available to her given the fact that she was on insurance and there was something that could have been done to catch this sooner um as far as i'm concerned but that that's a topic for another episode <laughs> we won't go we won't go down that rabbit hole today um but it was only after her friend dragged her to the emergency room up at Oregon Health Science University OHSU nearly seven months after those initial symptoms began that my mom would actually properly be diagnosed. By this point, my mom was in so much pain that she couldn't sit up for more than 10 minutes. She was struggling to walk around the house without pain, and driving was excruciating. Now, my mom is arguably one of the most active people I know. She, you know, if if her car's not working, she'll walk miles a day just to get where she wants to go. You know, she... She's just constantly go go go. She gets bored so easily just sitting around the house. And so to see her not even able to like walk down to the store to get herself a pack of cigarettes or whatever. It was really difficult to see that because you know my mom, my mom's a pretty tough person and it's hard when you see tough people really really struggling. It it's scary. Thankfully, the doctors at the OHSU emergency room Took my mother's symptoms seriously, and when they realized just how severe my mother's situation was, they immediately got her set up with the oncology department there and got her healthcare squad assembled. You know, of course, once word got back to myself and to the rest of the family, we all jumped in to do what we could to make sure my mom was able to get to her appointments. We were lucky enough to be able to get her a long-term stay at the Inn at Markham Hill in Portland, less than a mile from the hospital. Mark was incredibly kind and worked with my family on pricing, and without that kindness, I highly doubt my mom would have been able to make it to those trips to and from the hospital from where she was living. Her house was 20, 30 minutes in good Portland traffic, you know, and she couldn't even sit in the car for like 10 minutes without being in excruciating pain. And she often says that had she not been able to stay there, she might not have made her treatments. And so, you know, Mark and Mark and Hill staff, if you're listening to this, once again, just thank you for everything you did. My family is still eternally grateful to you. You know, once my mom was all settled in at the inn, we had a lot to do to make sure she'd have you know, a life to come back to after she completed her treatment. You know, we needed to find a way to make sure her rent and her stay at the inn was covered. We needed to find someone to take care of her kitten. We needed someone to help her with grocery shopping. And, you know, once she was done with treatment, we really wanted to move her into a better apartment because where she was, she was staying with a friend in a smaller room, and it just, it wasn't the best situation for her. And so we wanted to get her something that was just going to be a little bit more comfortable until she could fully return back to her life and just do whatever she wanted to do. And let me tell you what, um, the amount of hoops and red tape and circles we all had to run to get her the help she needed. It was, it was a little bit ridiculous. Um, especially when we're talking about SSDI and all of that, you know, it was just unreal, but you know thankfully we received an amazing amount of support from our community through fundraisers or donations both online fundraisers and from a donation concert that we did for my mother so we were able to make sure that not only her rent was covered but that her stay at the inn was covered she was able to get the medicines that she needed and the little extra groceries that she needed anything that she wanted we were able to get for her to make sure that she was comfortable through the help of just the hearts of all of our loved ones and friends and family within our community and without that we i don't know what we would have done we were really really struggling like i said there was so much red tape we didn't my mom didn't actually even get her ssdi covered until like fall of last year so i mean if that tells you anything about like how long it would have taken and how kind of screwed she would have been without the help of everyone it's just i can't explain to you how how amazing that was to receive that amount of support with that help there, even on her darkest days, you know, she was able to find reasons to keep fighting. She was able to reach out and get support. And someone was always there to just say, hey, you've got this. I've got your back. Do you need anything? Life sucks. We know, but we love you. What can we do for you? We're here with you. And without the quick actions taken by the doctors at OHSU and the support from, you know, our loved ones as well through my mom's healing journey, everything could have been a lot different and she might not have made it, but she did make it largely in part due to the kind, patient, and compassionate care plan my mother's healthcare team set her up on. You know, my mom had a lot of struggles getting her pain meds right. You know, some made her sick, some made her feel really loopy, some she was allergic to, but finally they were able to find something that really worked for her long term, that they didn't have to constantly change, that didn't make her loopy, that had minimal side effects, and that really worked for her. And, you know, my mom is a a nice lady, but when she's in pain, like a lot of us, you know, she can get really difficult to work with, and she was definitely had some hard days, which, you know, any of us would have had those hard days if we were in her position, and her healthcare team, especially Drs. Khan and doctors Pejevic, were so incredibly kind and patient with her, and they just rolled with the punches and really walked her through everything step by step, really held her hand when she was scared, and... You know, she attributes a lot of her success and her treatment and her therapy to them. And again, so without those people, I don't think you know, you know my mom's healthcare recovery could have just looked a lot different had she not had the right team, had she not had that dedication, that patience, that care. You know, my mom, being the kind of person she is, she might have just said "screw it all" and just went home. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm just glad that she didn't, and I'm glad that she had a healthcare team that was there to really just be there for her, and hear her, and meet her where she was at. Um, As of now, you know, it's January 2022. It's been two years since my mom started her cancer treatment. Uh, They started her on the usual chemo-radiation combo, and after that, they started her on a treatment that was wholly new to me at the time of my mom's diagnosis. Um, This treatment is called brachytherapy. And for my mother's condition, you know, the stage that it was at, the hybrid brachytherapy that's offered at OHSU was just nothing short of remarkable. Because you see, when my mom had initially finished up with her first round of chemo radiation therapy, the main bulk of the tumor was still there on her cervix. And so the brachytherapy allowed the doctors to more directly deliver radiation to that tumor without continuing to adversely affect the surrounding tissues and organs, enabling my mother to have a much speedier and healthier recovery overall. Now, for those of our listeners out there who are as unfamiliar with the process of brachytherapy as I was, the OHSU Knight Institute outlines brachytherapy outlines excuse me outlines the brachytherapy process as follows. In brachytherapy, tiny radioactive implants in the shapes of seeds, capsules, or pellets are placed in the tumor via interstitial brachytherapy or nearby via intracavitary brachytherapy treatment can be temporary with your doctor removing the implants after treatment or it can be permanent with the material staying in place. It's okay for the material to stay in place because, you know, the radiation is dispersed over time and it starts out as low and it's lower and lower and lower. You know, don't worry, you're not going to be walking around like some, you know, radioactive thing and affecting folks around you. That's that's not what happens there. It's perfectly safe. If you have more questions, you can look at this online, there's more about this article at the OHSU Knight Center Institute, so if you google brachytherapy, it'll come up for you. Um, Feel free to kind of look into all of that and the safety precautions a bit more if you would like. Um, OHSU also happens to offer a hybridized brachytherapy method in which devices that are a combination of the intracavitary and the interstitial brachytherapy are used. For example, doctors can place a device in the, in the body cavity, and then needles on that device can be, then be inserted into the tumor. So through that device, they can then insert those little pellets or seeds into the device, and then that device will then slowly release the radiation, from my understanding. OHSU was actually the first center in the US to use the Geneva, the hybrid Geneva applicator. It's their own thing and it's used specifically, you know, or especially when treating cervical cancers. OHSU also happens to be the only center in Oregon that offers MRI-guided brachytherapy, which allows the doctors to both plan and perform that procedure a lot more accurately because they can see exactly where that tumor is and exactly where they want to place the device. So it's really, really accurate. Um, What all of this means is that my mom was basically in the most capable hands in Oregon, as far as, you know, as far as oncology units go. And she was able to take full advantage of the care offered there. Um, I've never felt so grateful to live in the state that I live in, and I've never been more happy that my mother lives in Portland, because, again, without access to those treatments, her healing journey would have been drastically different. Um, I just, I can't even imagine. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's just amazing to think about, like, if she if she had just lived somewhere else that was just farther away, that, that wasn't so easy for us to just, like, you know, move her from and just get her there, or for her to even just go to that emergency room to get that diagnosis to happen to get connected with those doctors, it's just... It really, I just feel so lucky. <laughs> um, we we all really do. Um, and, you know, after completing her brachytherapy, my mom, you know, she experienced the usual side effects, which for those of you who don't know what they are, they're inflammation, you know, painful urination, some discomfort with movement. You know, my mom would often say, you know, I still feel so much better than I did when all of this started. Oh my God. She would say that all the time. And it it made a lot of sense because at her last MRI appointment, I think it was in August, you know, there were, there were no signs of her tumor at all. Her treatment had worked. She, you know, all that was there was, you know, the minimal scarring, which we knew was going to be there. There was a little bit of, you know, like just basically all that was left was just healing from the surgery. There wasn't a tumor there, you know. She has another MRI scan coming up in March, and, and even though we don't, necessarily know how these things are going to go. You know, the way that my mom's been feeling, you know, she's been feeling well enough to go back to work part-time. She's feeling less pain with movement overall. You know, she just she just hasn't been having any of the symptoms that she had before. We're feeling really confident that her MRI scan is going to be clean again. And again, I just, when I look back on my mom's journey, on the timing of, all, of it all, I just I can't help but be in awe of how lucky we've been. You know, it was January of 2020 when my mom got her diagnosis, and we were all under pandemic lockdown a month and a half after. Um, (laughs) If we had discovered her cancer just that much later, who knows how long it would have been, before she started her treatment or if there would have been a room available at the end of Markham Hill or if her cancer would have been too far gone for the brachytherapy to work. And, you know, we might not have been able to even have all the support that we did have at the beginning simply because of the lockdown, you know. But instead, it's two years later and my mom is feeling well enough to start working part-time and I still can't believe I get to say that. Um, It's just, it's just been... An absolutely unbelievably emotional roller coaster, and I am so glad that the medicines that are available out there for us today are available now because the stories that I hear about my grandparents and the suffering they went through with their cancers I'm so glad that my mom didn't have to go through that, and I'm so glad that my mom is here today um That being said, for the female-bodied folks out there listening to this podcast, I encourage you to get regular pelvic exams and pap smears. These simple exams and tests, though sometimes they can be really mortifying, can save your life. If the thought of getting a pap smear or a pelvic exam causes feelings of discomfort or trauma or body dysmorphia, I encourage you to reach out to your community of healthcare professionals for support let them know your, how you're feeling and if need be, ask them to refer you to someone who's experienced in working with your specific set of needs. You are the captain of your healthcare journey. You can steer that baby wherever you need it to go and you get to decide who is a part of your healthcare crew. If you're on a budget and don't have insurance or if you just want to support an amazing organization, I encourage you to reach out to Planned Parenthood. They offer pap smears pelvic exams, STI testing, and they go above and beyond to bring healthcare services to underprivileged individuals and families. That concludes our podcast episode for today, folks. As always, thanks for listening in. It's been a pleasure. Be well. The Body Care Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by WellGo Tiny Spa, Eugene's newest mobile spa. WellGo Tiny Spa offers a variety of in-home massage and spa services featuring local and organic products like massage oils from Sacred Earth Botanicals and essential oils from Mountain Rose Herbs. Book online today at WellGoTinySpa.com and use promo code BREAKDOWN to receive 10% off your next 90-minute in-home massage service. Having a blast learning all about the weird and wonderful ways you can care for your bod? Then please consider subscribing to the Body Care Breakdown Patreon account. As a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive content, our private Facebook group, And you can earn points to exchange for rad rewards like merch and a free consultation with yours truly. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for our podcast, or if you'd like to be featured or sponsor our podcast, please reach out to bodycarebreakdown at gmail.com. And as always, be well.